Well, hello, podcasters. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, welcoming you back to part two of the Improper Mimi season one finale with the Queenship, where we talk about some of the very things that have helped to empower women in all aspects of our lives, whether it's at home, work, or play. If you haven't listened to part one of the Improper Mimi season finale yet, be sure to find it on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Then you can listen to Mimi Jacks chop it up with her sister circle of friends, the Queen Show. You will hear Kira, Latoya, Lisa Marie, and Angelina talk about how we all met back in the day, most of which was through NSBE, which is the National Society of Black Engineers. So you already know that we have some like engineering women on this circle of friends. <laughs> so in part one of the season finale, we chatted about setting boundaries, travel, and writing, as well as mental wellness in our own lives during COVID and in the Black community. So join us as we pick up the conversation now in part two, how the queenship survives and thrives, where we chat on dating during COVID and on who is pro and anti-marijuana use. You might be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's why I really love the um, our queenship for our different opinions and for our different backgrounds and you know what we bring to the table and what we bring to each other and um you know and it's 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 really you know it's really a great group and i love it i know sometimes you know we we get into it and you know we try to break it all down and everything and um and other times we just want to have fun with it we just go out wilding you know we get ready for like carnival or something like that but I, I do think that dating the cold is a little different too. Like, you know, well, you guys are married, but you know. I'm not. But yeah, me either. But dating is a little bit different. Like I met somebody before the COVID and, um, you know, it, it just was like an awkward kind of like still getting to know each other. Like you yeah. still kind of did the social distance dating for a while. And so you kind of get comfortable and you know where their whereabouts are um from you know conversations and video calls and all that stuff but it's like you had to really get very comfortable with what they did on a daily basis because if you're gonna be around them you want to know if how at risk you are by Mm -hmm. how they live their life and you know if you out and about and chilling and going to this party and that party I, i can't be around you but if i know you know majority of the time you're just like what I'm doing in front of a computer, you know, you go to the grocery store, you know, it, it, it is a lot of work to get to know someone over, but you know, I think the, about dating, I think it's like, you communicate more. You do. You know what I mean? Like you really get the uh, opportunity to really truly get to know who you're dating because yeah. it's like you, ha- you really, all you really can do is talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You say that. Yeah. Cause I was like, I guess in this day and age, do you feel like people were like doing like more of like the texting and all of that? And now because of COVID, it's more engaging? Um, well, I still think that people still text, but I, I think that I think they do a little bit more picking up the phone because you don't see them as often. Like, you know, if you're if you're really like starting to date somebody, you probably see them at least once a week, right? But you know, with this going on, you really don't see them as often as you would, you know, in the beginning. In the beginning, you know, but um, yeah, it's de- it's definitely different. I I actually like even the video conferences, like you know, conference calls when you just starting to get to know somebody. Have you done that yet, Mimi? 
Well, you oh, had, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just interesting because it's like you want to face. I don't have FaceTime, but it's like you want to you you want to FaceTime. You know, you're like. Well, that was one of my um, requirements because you know you can't just be texting all the time. Yeah, like, I do want to see your face. Yeah, and I think so. I started dating someone just before COVID, also, and then is this is this Mister Um Mister Um? Oh, we don't say names here. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, don't do it, Lisa. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> uh during COVID, like during the beginning i was scared to go outside i wasn't going anywhere and he finally was like you, you know come out you know you could go outside you could exercise you could do this you could do that you know um but when we weren't in each other's presence i would want to do the video calls you know mm -hmm. so we could see each other so we could talk so we could Even go through our normal routine yeah, facial expressions and rolling my eyes because you know you need to see what I'm rolling my eyes. The personality <laughs> comes through, you know. Yeah, and so now though we've gotten to the point where we'll go back and forth to each other's you know houses and stuff, and and like you say, it's because I'm comfortable with He's doing chicka bomb bomb. Like, so when I, I remember when the first, when I first, when COVID first started and, you know, they were like, oh, you know, you want to take off your clothes as soon as you get in the house, you want to put it this, that, and you know, all these different rules and regulations. Oh, you know, you want to spray your clothes down. You want to like, right. but one of the things that I do do in my house is I don't wear shoes on yeah. the second floor. Right. Mm -hmm. So like my whole thing is like, when I, you got to respect somebody's house that you've never been to, you know, like you, you're learning you know, how they are, like, if they're wearing their shoes around their house, and I'm like, you know, you've just been out on them COVID streets. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, do not sit your COVID clothes on my exactly. raw No street clothes yeah. no. on my raw Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You got to go. Yes. Exactly. Like that, those are the things. Well, so I'm like, like, wait a minute. Wait. No, only pajamas in the bed. <laughs> only pajamas. Your train. COVID street walking panels. <laughs> and you know what? And, know. and Lisa Marie, that is something that people didn't even do without COVID. Like, yeah. first of all, oh, yeah, that, we don't do that. She was on come my on. Bed. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I know I had one episode back in April that was on 420 amateurs <laughs> because I don't really smoke that much weed or I never, actually, I never smoked <laughs> growing up at all. But this year, you know, my friend and I decided we're going to do an episode on smoking. So, you know, we, we, we advised a little bit, you know, oh boy. and um, so who amongst us do you think would be the most likely to smoke? Lisa Marie, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why should they answer for everything? No, baby. Oh, not me. Time. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, um, actually, you, Mimi. I mean, me? I mean, you just said you did. I mean, I mean, she keeps saying she's Jamaican, though. If both of us would try it. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of an anti-marijuana person, you know, so I know that New Jersey had a big, a big, um, yes, vote on it. And, yeah. um, oh, yeah. 
is gonna be oh, why are you anti i'm anti i'm anti because i think that um there is a naivety out there about marijuana and just like any um narcotic that gives you euphoric feelings whether it's alcohol whether it's marijuana whether it's cocaine they all have potentials to um cause you know uh, social problems you know so i think that you know once we start legalizing things we have to be more educated about it i don't i don't want a high bus driver i don't want a high pilot you know so i think you know and i think that there's definitely people who think that there are no um, boundaries <laughs> side effects which is ridiculous to think that because there's no studies that have been done control studies that have been done that show that it's not and anytime you do anything that is um not natural oftentimes you have some sort of effect that may not be isn't it natural? anything that makes you feel you mm, like it's changing. all herbs on the earth it, it's it natural I have to no, correct no, no. you. It you is very I natural. natural. I can give you rice in that's natural. I mean, I give well, you all kinds of natural. I mean, cauliflower is natural. <laughs> <laughs> you said cauliflower. I like cauliflower. <laughs> you know? It is, it well, is I natural. Make it good. I don't like no. how it, I don't like how it makes me feel. I think I have the opposite effect of everybody else. So I I just I never never ever pursued doing it um because i don't like how i feel mm -hmm. like i don't like how i feel not not in control of myself like mm -hmm. i i just like i i, I accidentally did it um uh, because i i used to smoke cigars and my friend had uh, asked me a cigar and i thought it was a cigar and it wasn't a cigar and i was playing around i said puff puff pass and then you couldn't tell the difference no <laughs> That you know how they normally take the um a cigarette like a small yeah, and they take yeah. out right they champ it and then they like you know they put the the bud back on it didn't look like a, okay. it looked like a joint like somebody rolled it yeah and so i did not know and i was like puff puff pass and i was like oh shoot this is not i kept i had to walk it was in i was in atlantic city and i was walking through atlantic city it was one of my birthday weekends mm -hmm. and i thought everybody i, I was um paranoid I, yeah. I i thought that everybody was looking at me because i was walking funny and i was like everybody's looking at me everybody's looking at me oh, oh my god and, like, and my girlfriend's like will you come on no one's looking at you but right. it just made me so like everything was too too much for me I, I i got i mean the first time i had anything it was edible so oh, not even smoking oh, I, feel like, I feel like smoking <laughs> you can control right it edible you oh, don't know god. i got all like oh my god quiet in the back seat i was like <laughs> oh my god like, like, y'all don't even want to know what's going through my mind i'm like oh my gosh, oh my gosh you know? and, and a lot of people use it for anxiety like my girlfriend um has been prescribed with you know the medical marijuana card mm -hmm. say, Ooh. but they they gave her cards to help her with her anxiety and but when i speak to her i can tell the difference like she's not she's so mellow tone she's not she's high yeah, oh, like, I, but that's the thing that's is you fun. lose yourself okay, it's, this is what psych
psychiatrists do to people who are like manic depressives or have psychological issues. They give them sedatives that put them to sleep. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't stop what they're no, what's going on. Yeah, alter their state of being for a moment. You know, yeah, I don't like that. But the I think it is very useful for those though that are in pain that do have it to help Just alleviate like any narcotic, But here's the thing. I don't like the messaging around this because there's no studies that have, have any shown any definitive evidence besides people who be like, well, I've been smoking it and it hasn't done nothing to me. That, yeah, it doesn't work like that, you right? You should so, do a study, Lisa. What? You should do a study. You should do a study. Yeah. I think it's because it's such a well, faux pas. What happens is in science labs, it opens up the research that can happen on this, okay? Prior go. to being illegal, it's limited because it's a controlled substance, right? right? Mm -hmm. So now you are gonna open up those, those studies and stuff because now you can get cohorts of people who are weed smokers, let's say daily weed smokers versus casual versus non-smokers, and then you can do studies on them to oh, wait. look. But, okay. but before there was nothing really like that going on. Everything was done in a controlled lab environment with animals. So you, yeah. uh, you know, it's not the same thing when you look at humans. But let me ask you this though. Yeah. So with the history, and by the way, it's not federally legal. It's this is a state, exactly. right? So that means you cannot use federal money to fund these studies. So either it's done in like the confines of New Jersey or with private mm -hmm. money or something. So it, it's still complicated until you get some sort of federal federal um, uh, policy change, okay? So go ahead, Mimi. Yeah, so then knowing what we know about how marijuana and how the war on drugs and everything has affected the black community, well, and, also, and also how, how likely is it that we're gonna get people from our community to participate in those kind of studies? That's a big question. That, 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 if they that, give them money, it's not going to happen. Well, we, everybody <laughs> who comes into clinical studies do not get paid. They get paid for their time and their effort to get right. it, but they're not, they're not paid like a, a salary. But the problem that you're talking about really is, has less to do with marijuana, has more to do with just as a whole, right? That, yeah. that people of color are not, um, are involved in clinical trials and these kinds of studies. Right. But you know what, the, when we were talking about COVID, what occurred to me, I hope that this country, because from my career, um, I don't see America as a um, science, um, uh, an educated science culture, meaning like lay people in America. And why I say this is because most of the people in my field are not American. Okay, so if you go to other countries, there's a different perception about the meaning of science and what and its impact. But the but over here, you have this huge um, commercial industry that is probably one of the best in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I think as Americans, we're pretty naive to are the benefits we have living in America, that we have this huge commercial industry, we have this academic industry, and we don't really have to think about science. We're like, science, that's that's a hoax, right? We can say that because we don't live in a place where science has such a huge impact on your, whether you live or die on a on a day-to-day -day basis, like it would maybe in the middle of some third world country, right? Where it doesn't happen here, because you could just go down in a Rite Aid, or you could just go to a, a, somebody um, you know, a doctor and get a prescription for something that somebody formulated somewhere. So I hope that after this pandemic, and I don't know if this will happen, but a segment of the population that kind of took it for granted, 
you know, all across the board, whether it be in medical research, whether it be in climate change, whether it be in, you know, uh, you know, uh, energy or what, whatever, like they all kind of look at it from a different point of view. So I didn't mean to change your topic about marijuana, but you know, I to yeah, she just took the fun out of that, that question. <laughs> but then like, it, it kind of does lead into the things like the CBD oils and like when people extract things from marijuana. So like, I feel like, there's such a faux pas around marijuana because it hasn't been studied correctly. And it's like, it does have a lot of good health benefits, but people probably abuse it or don't know about how to use it properly so that it can benefit them in the right way. And like, not to say like for, for me, like I've smoked before. I'm not, I'm not really like good about like things in my lungs. So it's not like I'd be, I'd be a continuous smoker. But I've done edibles a bunch of times and like there's, you know, I don't like it when it makes you feel paranoid, which has happened to me before, which is like the worst, yeah. but it is nice. Like, it's the same thing to me as like, if I like to have like a nice drink of wine, like one, so like I go to Seattle uh, to, to travel for work or whatever, and it's legal there. And some of my coworkers would say like, oh, they sometimes just like go down to the store that like has like a whole bunch of marijuana laid out in a really pretty nice looking store. And like someone will educate you on the different types of marijuana that they have and which ones to take. They'll take it home and they might just have like little pieces at a time for whatever. But I feel like there's such a big faux pas around, around marijuana because it's been made that way. And like, if we make it more mainstream, just like how alcohol used to be banned a long time ago, if we make it more mainstream, where we can learn about it, figure out like, what are the correct doses and all of that, then it could be better. Like even um, like my nail salon, one of the people at the front desk was telling me how they use a CBD oil for their dog who um, was having a lot of like bone issues and it helped to alleviate their bone issues. So I was like, oh, my dog's older. Let me go look that up. So I feel like instead of writing off things like that, like we should embrace it and try to figure out how do we make it a little bit more better and educational so that people can use it in the right way. Because when it's when things are not legal, that's when people go behind closed doors and make it in excess. There are obviously like different communities of people like Rastafarians and all of that who've been doing things like marijuana for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And they use it in a different way if 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 you take it back to like really roots wise but like obviously people in like different communities that are not rastafarian that abuse it and they go and like do it and then they go drive a car obviously that's not the right way like i'm totally against that but like if it's to like heal medically or to like for some people like um like i remember i had an indian co-worker who said like yeah they used to like do um they would like smoke to like get to like their meditation meditative state all the time to do meditation and to like pray and all of that so they're they're it's culturally been around forever and i just think here in america we make it such a faux pas when it's like not that big of a deal yeah yeah like i even remember i went to some yoga classes and it was incorporated in the yoga class to get kind of to that relaxed meditative um um, state, but I mean, everything in moderation, right? Yeah, exactly. Education about it, because even the different strands, like if you don't know what you're ingesting into your body, then yeah, that's, that's, you know, you don't know what the reaction is going to be, you know? 
So edu yeah, education about it, moderation, um, you know, recreationally, you know, and for and for pain relief too. So yeah, I kind of equate to people like if they're drinking and they, you know, some people might drink wine, some people might go hard on bourbon. It's like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> It's like uh, my yeah, ginger beer or my whiskey. <laughs> and alcohol is not health. Like there's no healthy way of alcohol, but there are a lot of healthy properties of, of weed. So it's like, why would we legalize alcohol but not legalize? I mean, the weed? liquor stores stayed open during quarantine. The liquor stores stayed open during well, quarantine. Well, not in PA. They had to come back to New Jersey. And oh, okay. So, but alcohol also has a whole as part of the um. Uh, it's either under the USDA or under the FDA or one of those agencies and it's regulated, okay? So for example, you don't go to your medicine cabinet and drink your rubbing alcohol. It's literally the same stuff that's in your wine bottle. It's just at a higher concentration, right? So mm -hmm. if you take that and you extrapolate that and put it to marijuana, like you mentioned something about doses and stuff like that. I think that that's, if we're gonna go there, then we need to be, the public needs to be fully aware of 100%. What, it is, yep. what it does, what where you should use it, who shouldn't use it, and, yep. and the things that you shouldn't do after. It's like when you go get medication, you have a whole pamphlet that tells you, if you swallow this pill, don't do this, 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 you know, drink it with milk or don't operate something after. So that's what, I think, you know, when I hear about all the benefits and this and that, I, I pull back on that because I feel like we don't know, we haven't done any control studies to know enough about it as a whole and all of its different forms that it's used to really say that. This all has been just something that's been passed down. And it could be that an extract from it, like what you're, the oils that come from it is really where the benefits come from and not the chemical that makes you high. So if that was out of it and you got the health benefits from the oil, then that's the only part of the marijuana that's really useful. It could be. But people like the high part. But you who's know? to they say like the that the high isn't healthy yet? But you just, you just answered it right way. there. I'm we should make it regulated and figure that all out. But like, no, but the, the fact when things are in this country, the process is, is like when things are illegal, they don't invest the time to go look into all of that. Well, uh, so unfortunately, well, okay. we have there to make it legal in this way to do that. Wait a minute. There have been people who have researched this because it's not legal and, and you need federal money to do mass studies. It's hard, but you can yeah. do it. So now that once, you know, Jersey did this, I know there's a couple other states, but at the end of the day, these states cannot fund, they don't exactly. have the money to do it. <laughs> so once the federal, once this becomes more popular, just like Prohibition did, and it's now legal across the country, now federal money can open up where scientists and labs can really do thorough studies and you can let all that information fly and people will, you know, know everything about it because maybe the high is the better part and the oil does nothing but just that's you what know, I'm saying yeah. 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 you know who knows but right now it's just a bunch of it's just people saying yeah. stuff. they think that yes yeah. and it could be right nothing to say that they're wrong they could be right but there's a placebo effect to a lot of things that we think are happening but there are really not but we'll and see. That, and that is Dr. Lisa Moore. And that is, <laughs> she brings <laughs> the science to it. <laughs> she does. I love it. <laughs> I think oh, it's a podcast. 
do my own podcast? Why? Talk too much? Okay, I'll be quiet. No, you have to see. And this is one of the things. Oh, you should I, do one. Yeah. I mean, that's why I really love the um, our queenship for our different opinions and for our different backgrounds and, you know, what we bring to the table and what we bring to each other. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really a great group and I love it. I know sometimes, you know, we, we get into it and, you know, we try to break it all down and everything. And, um, and other times we just want to have fun with it. We just go out wilding, you know, we get ready for like carnival or something like that. You just, are you only doing a shirt and earrings today? What's that? Do I have on pants? On? Or are you only doing shirt and earrings? Stand up. That's and such a random Stand question. Up and move it. I want to see. Move it because no, because Lisa, no, I, I, I stand up and yeah, because you, you can be a shirt. Oh, oh, hello, hello, hello. Oh, 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 oh. That's so cute. I'm trying to avoid the camera. Oh, match from the bottom. <laughs> oh, uh oh, Kira. Going. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Hello. Rated R. <laughs> That's one thing with COVID. Like, do you wear pants? Do you wear a bra? Well, that, my friends, is a wrap on Improper Mimi Season 1 finale. How the Queenship Survives and Thrives. Be sure to listen to part one of the finale, as well as any of the other 25 Improper Mimi episodes. Don't know where to start? Don't worry. Just follow Improper Mimi on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and I'll keep dropping highlights on past episodes and teasers on season two episodes to come. Okay, now y'all, thank you so much, really, for tuning in to the first season of Improper Mimi. I couldn't have done it without you, my listeners, and of course, the wonderful ladies who blessed me as guests on the show. I thank each and every one of them of sharing their time, their advice, their expertise with us on the show. And each of these wonderful ladies all work to empower black women at home, work or play in some kind of way through their lives, their crafts, their artistry and through their love. Improper Mimi really brought to the audience a wonderful collection of women who deserve to have their stories told in a way that can help to inspire and encourage anyone who listens to us. And remember, keep being the fierce queens that you are. I hope that you each find the power within your own sister circles to survive and thrive as we enter into 2021 together. Protect yourselves, your families, and continue to look out for each other. And as always, keep telling Black stories. Ciao.